It's it's going right now. Okay. How are you okay. doing? Yeah, now we're ready. <laughs> we're on. We're on now. Stupid computer. Mm. <laughs> Good hey, day. Little. Happy happy Thursday. I don't even know what day it is. It's What's January sixth. <laughs> what? It's a new it's, year. <laughs> it's a new year. Yeah, I know. They love you to try and record one last time. But, you know, we do what we do. We get things done. COVID didn't make life easier. So it is. What it is. I think Ew. that that's kind of what ruined our plans to record one more time. Because what was supposed to be like a great last week of maternity leave for me going to LA, having fun with my parents, mm-hmm. turned into canceling the trip because we were afraid if we took our children on the airplane, we would get COVID and bring <laughs> COVID to LA. And instead, we just got COVID anyways. <laughs> <laughs> that is the saddest story. <laughs> I know. To start the new year. <laughs> Oh, you man. know what though? Like, I'm actually really glad it happened. We got it out of the way. It was a really mild case. Only I was the only one who got sick. Oh well, Leo had a fever for like less than 24 hours. He had two fevers within 24 hours. Mm. Um, Noah, knock on wood. He actually knock on some wood. Uh, did fine, and Daniel was like completely fine. He he got boosted two weeks ago, so he's in like prime <laughs> defense mode. If there's any time to get it, <laughs> yeah, seriously. it's right after that. And then we like happened to all, you know, Daniel happened to be on vacation that week, so that worked out well. He didn't have to like take off time, which I mean sucks because to be stuck in your house on your vacation is complete bullshit. But at least like. <laughs> we could tag team kids and especially when I didn't feel well, I needed his help a lot. And, um, and then we like, weren't going to have childcare. I was going to have to pay a babysitter this week for a child instead of like having our usual childcare. So because my, mother and father-in-law they're the ones who gave it to us we all got together on Christmas Eve at our house the two of them my sister and her husband and us and on Christmas day my father-in-law started feeling bad Mm. which he told us right after we walked into the house and I was like what but my mother and father-in-law had taken a test on Christmas Eve and it was negative so like we were all what? being really safe. Yeah. And then um should should everybody just when, take like three tests? Cuz I keep I mean, <laughs> I've heard that a lot. People should there's not enough tests is the problem to be able to test every day and that would probably mm. who knows what's the best way to handle this but um yeah, so then we arrive on Christmas to my in-laws house and my 
brother and sister-in-law didn't come because they were sick at home. And Mm. my father-in-law makes this comment like, well, I don't feel well either. And I was like, what? What do you mean you don't feel well? I mean, we had literally (laughs) been there for five minutes. And so he took a COVID test then, but it was negative, which this is also like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it just, there wasn't enough of the virus in his nose to be picked up, or maybe he didn't get a good enough swab. Who knows? Mm. But then, um, so we have Christmas together and the next day he's still not feeling well. And then the next day my sister starts not feeling well. And then it happened that quick. Yeah. Yeah. It basically took two days for her to have symptoms. And then on day three, she tested positive, but she also had a negative test before she tested positive. And I also had an, I had a, I was negative on Tuesday, positive on Thursday, but I started with this like pickle in my throat on Tuesday. Like I just kept having to do that. And so I tested myself because I knew that Bruce hadn't been feeling well. And at this point I had heard of all these different people testing positive for COVID and um, I was negative. And then Wednesday had a full blown cold and on Thursday I had a full blown cold and I took it and it was like, it's like taking a pregnancy test. You're waiting for that <laughs> little second line and bing, there it is. <laughs> That is super bright. That has made me even more scared to get COVID <laughs> because of that correlation. Oh, wow. So many people have like said it's like waiting on a pregnancy test. And with there's always like, like, do I see a line or do I not see a line? Which I feel like happens <laughs> with pregnancy tests too. It does. It really does. <laughs> but if you see See a line, it's positive. Yeah, well, it's not positive for everybody. <laughs> well, on a pregnancy test, it's definitely positive. Yeah. Uh, I'm but, getting sad. Yeah. I thought COVID was going to be over with by now. Um. Yeah, I mean, who didn't? <laughs> COVID. I think it's going to be around until I think for years and years. Like I think it'll still be a thing when Leo goes to kindergarten. I just wonder Damn. will he have to wear a mask when he goes to kindergarten, or like will you have to get a shot? Like will it be part of our vaccines that you have to prove? I think oh, no, yeah. Be so interesting. I think it'll be up there with the measles and all that. Where you'll have to get it to go to public school. I can see that coming pretty soon. Yeah, I just, my whole thing with the vaccine, especially after having it now, is I'm like, why, how can you not believe in it? And why would you not want it? Because if I got sick and I've had the vaccine, I can only imagine how sick I would have been without it. Like, mm. I would have been, I mean, I had a cold and I had aches. I was not terrible, but like, I definitely didn't feel well. I had to take a nap and lay down. At least once, both days. I was not a happy mama in terms but of no, having. None of the sensory mm-hmm. issues, though, like sense of taste I lost and smell. My smell. I lost my smell. Really? 
Yeah, it's weird. I didn't lose my taste. I can still taste things. But the first um, thing that kind of, I didn't even realize this, but then when I thought back, I put it together. So the first thing was I had forgotten a load of laundry in the washing machine for like three days. No joke. And you know how when that happens, you usually open up. Like we can usually smell the mildewy smell with a closed laundry door. It's bad. I I opened the laundry and I was like, oh, it doesn't smell. Maybe it's like kind of dry. (laughs) And so then I was like, no, maybe my nose is just stuffed so I can't smell it. So I called Daniel and he smelled it and he was like, ew, it reeks of mildew. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Threw that in there. Then the next (laughs) thing was Noah had a poopy diaper and usually I can smell that shit across the room, literally. It's just like, uh, you know, a sense that comes, a magical thing that comes with being a mom. And he had this huge huge diaper and I changed it didn't smell it at all which I didn't notice that until I didn't like put either of these things together until the third thing which was I spray this like very calming it's like a really nice smelling stuff on my sheets before I get into bed as like a night ritual to just relax And I spray, like, I usually spray it, like, four or five times, and I sprayed it, and I didn't smell it at all. And I was like, that's weird, and I sprayed it again, no smell, and I was like, oh, You just kept spraying the shit. (laughs) And I was like, I think I've lost my sense of smell. And then in that moment, all these other moments ran through my head of, like, no wonder (laughs) Noah's poop didn't smell and the laundry didn't smell. I feel like, like I, I just watched an episode of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a, it was like such a weird moment where I'd been going through not noticing it. And then it was this one thing and I like, it all made sense. I got to be honest with you. That shitty diaper would have been my first. I would have been freaked out by that. I mean, I literally just thought, you know, it's a breast milk diaper. It just doesn't smell this time. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't know why I wasn't thinking that. I just wasn't, you know, sometimes you really do think your shit don't stink. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well said. (laughs) But everybody's fine, though? The in-laws? Yeah. Everybody's good? Yes, luckily everyone's fine. My um, both my in laws tested positive, and my father in law was the only one who got sick. So I know I don't know if you can hear banging in the background, but that's Leo refusing to go to bed and banging his door. This is a problem we have hmm. every night now. Um, well, well, maybe what's happened from COVID. I'd like to say that my child's gone psychotic, except he was doing this before COVID, so. I can't blame it on that. Um, but yeah, my father-in-law is—he apparently doesn't feel a hundred percent yet. My mother-in-law never got sick. Daniel never got sick. Sabrina's back to normal. Um, brother-in-law never got sick, and Leo and Noah are doing great. So I think that's well. what's and so then, so weird about this. Like, how it just. You don't know who's going to get sick. Like, it's just so, it's crazy to me. 
Yeah. Well, and everyone who I know who's been sick has been vaccinated, but it's been like the same kind of thing, like sore throat, cold symptoms, achiness, and it's over and done with in like three days max. Three days? Yeah. Damn. But, but then you're, you know, you have to quarantine and- for five days. <laughs> and then with the kids, the problem is with Leo having it, he, because he, so we were also unblinded from the vaccine trial he's in, which he got the placebo. Mm. And so that means that he has to be in quarantine for 10 days. Which, I was talking to a girl today, and she was like, yeah, we got COVID last year at this time. And at that point, it was 14 days of isolation. And it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you how rough it is. It's bad Mm. for, like, little kids. Like, I mean, I know we have to do it. I'm not against doing it. But... You know, I'm not one of these people who's like, I don't care. My child's smile is more important than people's health, <laughs> which I feel like. <laughs> My child's smile. I've just seen people who are like, my child needs to see smiles, not wear a mask. <laughs> and that's like the reason. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard and read that on social media and television. That's yeah. why it's so funny. Yeah. How they know exactly what their child needs. Well, yeah. So Mm. Leo Mm. has been Mm. stuck inside. We will go on walks, but like if we see people, I'm like, okay, Leo, let's cross the road. And (laughs) if if he's getting too close to anyone, then I'm like, hey, just so you know, we're COVID positive. You may want to step back. You know, if like Leo's not listening to me about not coming closer to me and away from the person. Um, but people. mostly... Hmm? <laughs> He's a people okay. person. He is. I've learned that. He's a very social, social person, which, go figure, he has two parents who like to socialize. So Daniel yeah. keeps asking me, he's like, he must have said this probably six times. So are you sure we can't do anything with anyone this weekend? And like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure none of our friends are going to be very happy if we come around and we're like, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> I'm we, surprised. We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. But I'm cool. I'm pretty sure people are doing that every day. Hell, I mean, I got coworkers that are doing that on a regular basis. Well, yeah. So now, I mean, the hospitals, I feel, well, the schools today, Georgia schools, our governor said that schools no longer have to contact trace and that teachers, whether they're vaccinated or not, if they're exposed to COVID, don't need a quarantine. Oh. If they're asymptomatic. Oh. Okay. Um, so. It, which that makes I me feel know. real safe. Huh? Well, and it's like, you know, I get it because. You need people, and you need teachers, and you need healthcare workers, and bus drivers, and all these different people. But also, if you don't do safety measures, 
then more and more people are just going to get sick and this is just going to go on longer and longer. Right, because then the, the original people that had it will come back, but now I've got it, so I'm going to give it back to you. And it's never going to end. <laughs> no, and then it's just going to mutate and keep going. Mwahaha. Yeah, it's <laughs> at this at this pace, there'll be another one dropping this spring. <laughs> I I have a feeling it'll probably be like every three months is my guess. Yeah, if it, it feels like new mixtapes are coming out. You brought up Governor <laughs> Kemp, and that led me to my Kempy. next topic. I know. He's trying to make it so we don't need um, license to carry guns in Georgia, like Texas. Wait. Yeah. So you would just have a gun? You can carry and... a gun. Anybody can carry a gun. You don't need a license. Carry it everywhere I you mean, go. I mean, can't anyone carry a gun at this point anyways? Uh... Not legally. Well, without your um, concealed weapons license, you can only take it to your car and to your house. But if he gets rid of that, you can take it anywhere. Mm. Conceal it anywhere, which is is the issue. If somebody's walking in Walmart with their gun showing, it's like, oh, he's got a gun. But if they're in that same store with a like a coat on and you don't see it, it, it just I don't know. With the vi- the way violence is already, it just feels right. like it's gonna get ten times worse with this new shit. Well, so why is he trying to do that? Like, what's the rationale? Uh, he introduced a bill, but he didn't give like a big backstory. So I'm guessing he just wants to be more like Texas. My guess is that he just gets a lot of money from the. All right. Oh, the NRA, of course, yes, of course. And he does have a, that's a very good point. Look at you putting two to two together. He does, I mean, he is running I again, guess, right? Guess, yeah, they, they, yes. Mm. NRA, I mean, that's why a lot of Republicans are so pro-gun, because they're so heavily financially supported by the NRA. Yep, but I, I completely But I thought the NRA forgot. was becoming bankrupt so i thought this was going to be less of an issue but maybe Um, that's not the case no i i think after so long they just they know what they're you know the people that support them they know what they want to hear so even if the nra isn't paying as much as they used to you know they're going to dig their heels in with this gun thing yeah well that's interesting especially frightening today I got a text message from a friend who lives just down the street. And she was like, did you guys just get robbed from the kids on scooters? I was like, what? Which there are some teenage, I've only seen teenage boys on the scooters who have done this. Maybe there's girls too. But they do it either after school or on days that they're out of school. They're on the motorized scooters that you um you know, like a bird or whatever kind of scooter that you pick up. And Mm. they're just, they scoot around the street. And there's usually like two kids on one scooter and they'll look in all the cars and then they'll, they'll feel the cars to see if they're unlocked and then rob them if they are. Which when Noah was about five weeks old, there were, um, I think there were three scooters with a, at least five kids. There were like two kids on each scooter or for two of them. But 
they just it was like one of those situations i may have talked about it on the podcast i don't remember no it's the first i heard of the scooter bandits oh really yeah so and i think this is like a grand park thing right now but um i really tried it was like one of these things where i was like i don't want to be freaked out by these kids because i feel like i'm racially profiling them because they're all black kids Mm-hmm. And so I made like a conscious effort to be like, you know what? They're teenage kids on scooters. It is a little weird that they're like continuing to ride around in the same, they were doing kind of like a loop um, right around this elementary school. And I, I walked past the elementary school to pick up Leo from where we used to share a nanny and then turn around and walk home. And so I passed the kids, like, well, they passed me several times doing this. And I, mm. I was walking with my mother-in-law, and I was pushing the stroller, and I felt like if I had been by myself, I would have definitely – I felt a little threatened, but I would have felt a lot more threatened if I wasn't by myself. And then I was, mm. like, disappointed in myself for feeling that way and, you know, like, really giving myself do this whole thing mentally of, like – you know, why are you profiling these kids? And that's so unfair. And they're just riding scooters. And then, like, less than an hour later, all over next door are how the scooter kids broke into all these cars outside of the school. So they must have done it, like, right after I walked by. Um, but Damn. Yeah, so the whole thing, I was like, okay. And Daniel made the good point. He was like, whether they were black or white, like, if one of them had a... <clears throat> his hood up and like a ski mask kind of thing on all you could see were his eyes like anyone riding around like that who's kind of looking into cars you're gonna be suspicious of uh which is true that's an understatement (laughs) yeah so apparently they were back today on but then my neighbor texted me she was like then they pulled out a gun and shot it in the air and she was like so i called the police um and They've escalated this crime. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, that's not cool. You know, it's not cool to rob cars, but that's a lot more innocent than, like, taking a gun out and shooting it up in the air. Like, that's super not cool. So it just... Damn. You know, I'm really shocked this wasn't on the news. Uh, Yeah, just happened at, like, 5 o'clock today, so... Oh. I guess. I don't know. Maybe someone will listen to our podcast and want to do a <laughs> news story on the scooter An boys. interview. That's, that's, you know, I see those scooters all the time. I never got home one because I don't want to fall in public. But I see those mm. all the time. And I always used to wonder, are people actually, like committing crimes? Because they can go like 30, 40 miles an hour or something, oh, right? Oh, yeah. I told so you I was just like. how I came home on one. Yeah. It <laughs> was, was just, great. They go so fast. <laughs> I always wonder, like, are they ever going to start using these for, for crime? <laughs> and the answer is yes. They have. They've probably been doing it for a while. I'm, it's just the first time. 100%. I would assume that they, yeah, they have to. With all the car break-ins, like, that's the quickest and easiest escape. Like, nobody will think, ah, oh, it must be the guy on a scooter. Right. So well, I'm pretty sure they're doing the break-ins, too. I mean, I don't know. Let me shut up. I wonder if they, no, I think they, they definitely, I mean, 
it it enables like teenagers who can't necessarily drive a car don't have access to a car they have access to something that you know gets them to and from a place pretty quickly um but a lot of these scooters most of them unless you like own it you have to pay to use it um so i'm wondering if they are paying because i was surprised how expensive the scooter ended up being like for a 30 minute ride it was 15 bucks (laughs) damn so (laughs) yeah i mean it was literally more expensive than taking an uber so then Hmm. i'm like okay well are these kids paying or they have they somehow figured out a way to um you know, like break into the technology of the scooters. I don't know. I would, I would guess so. They've been out a while. I'm sure someone has pieced that together. Yeah, but I would also <laughs> think that the scooter companies would be smart enough to figure that one out pretty quick. They're making so much money. They don't care if a couple of scooters are missing for a couple of hours. Yeah, maybe. They're right. just like, ah, Grand Park again. They're still in them. Nah, don't worry about it. We just wow. made $75,000 in Buckhead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever see anyone riding those scooters except for these kids, though. Side note. Mm. And myself on occasion. Well, hopefully the police being called kind of spooked them. If they're committing crimes on scooters, then they're not like hardened criminals, so that probably scared them. And they're shooting yeah. in the air, so that lets me know that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, so the cops I mean, showing up probably scared them. What makes me like the most sad about the whole situation is that I think what it comes down to is these kids are really bored and mm-hmm. don't have like adult supervision. Like they don't have someone who is paying attention to them or giving them the attention that they clearly need. And yeah. so they're getting themselves into trouble. And it's just like, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's the system and it's sad. It sucks. Yeah, there's no, like, YMCA's or boys club. Most of those have been closed. There when you is have... a boys and girls club, though. Where? Close to here. It's in Ormwood Park. It's literally oh, right down yeah. the street from my sister's house. Is it free still? I th- aren't all boys and girls clubs free? I don't know. A membership used to be like... God, I'm, I'm aging myself out. It was like $5 a week. <laughs> Yeah, I actually... Have Which doesn't idea. sound like a lot, but I'm sure it's it's more than $5 now. Yeah, probably. Mm. I don't know. But also, like, maybe it's not open every day, you know? Like, maybe... Oh, yeah. Today. COVID it's and not everything. Open. Yeah, exactly, because of COVID. Mm. But it just goes to show them, like, what COVID's done for society. And it just... all the, All the little things that impact people in different ways. It's just little stuff you and you take for granted, and then when it's gone, you're like, "Damn!" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like concerts, like I, I really miss concerts, but I don't really want to go. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I guess I was never a huge concert person. That's like something I have not missed once. Well, you're short. I, well, maybe that's it. So, yeah, they, they suck for short people. Um, well, just quickly going back to the whole gun thing. So how do you agree with the 
no license gun? I take it no. 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 I mean, yeah, because now everybody's a fucking vigilante. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if everybody in the store has a gun on them, then it's just like, if, you know, you see a kid stealing something, then they're just going to, they're going to be a cop till the cops get there. And it's just, which happens too much now, but usually they just get on the phone. Now, if everybody's armed, including the person that's stealing something, it's just, it's going to be a shootout like all the time because nobody's going to relent. And it's just, I don't know. It's a slippery slope. You know what's going interesting on. about that? In at least the way I hear you describing it, you're afraid of like the white men going, because I assume mostly what you're thinking of is like a white man. Mm-hmm. And, and the what, scooter boys. <laughs> yeah, and what the reason that Kemp like kind of pushes this thing, I would say, is the opposite of the white man. Like his fear is not the white man pulling out the gun in the store. His fear is the me robbing the store. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. that same man, and that that's basically yeah, that's it pretty much. Doesn't have to be a white man, but more commonly, it probably would be in the south. But yeah, that is a fear that a misunderstanding in a store will lead to a shootout. Well, um, there was a shootout. What was, oh, recently there was a shooting in a movie theater. Oh, yeah. All because. Spider-Man. Yeah, because like the guy was in the other guy's way. Well, yeah, it was at Phipps. I think they had a sign seat. Yeah. he didn't want to move, and and I'm just like, really? Yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. It escalated what? that fast. People are angry and emotional and un- irrational. Oh yeah, that is for sure. 2020 just which uh, speaking of picked up a lot of aggression is just still being released. Yeah, I mean, you know what today is the anniversary of, right? When those. Good people got together in D.C. and were misunderstood. Mm, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was all a misunderstanding. Yeah. Of course it was. You haven't forgotten about it yet, Well, <laughs> Don't ever forget. Like so many people want to happen. Oh, that didn't happen. No, no, no. I just no, can't they, believe that was a year ago. I think we talked about that in our last podcast. But like, if, that feels like it was years ago. It, it just... For this to be the year anniversary, I was I saw it on television. I was just like, damn, only a year? I know. And it's still just as stupid when I watch it now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so annoying. But they are there are people that were protesting today. They want to make Ashley Babbitt, the woman who was killed while breaking in, they want to make this like a remembrance day for her. And you know, like name it after her and all that. She was <laughs> like she was breaking in where? When they the stormed the stormed the Capitol, yeah, there was one person that was killed by Capitol Police. She uh. was breaking into like Pelosi's chambers. She was knocking out windows and he he shot her. And um, everybody thinks she's a hero and she needs to be remembered. I would be careful with using the word everybody. Everybody at this protest. <laughs> mm. Where was the protest? Uh, right in front of the Capitol. They did it today. And I was in just like, D.C.? 
Mm-hmm. While, uh, I think while Biden was giving a speech, they were out there saying that Ashley is a hero and she should be remembered on January 6th. And I, I was just wow. without words. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, the way it's, it really is, it's just so crazy how different people think, you know, like how different, like, I don't even understand <laughs> how you could show your face in that kind of protest <laughs> at all. Like, I just don't get it. And yet it is some amazing. people are so passionate, they're out there protesting. It's just, it's unbelievable that that's how divided people are. That's, yeah, that's a very good outlook on it. Because, I mean, how can two groups of people see the same incident on the same day, two completely different ways, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it good is. for ratings, so they're going to keep talking about it. Um, well, speaking of ratings, I've gone into a new reality TV show. Do you want to hear? Obviously. <laughs> Have you seen My Unorthodox Life on Netflix? What is this, like pimple popping and shit? Or no. something like that? No, Weirdos? No. Oh, no. okay, because I, no, I can't no. watch those. No. Okay. My unorthodox life. You have to watch it. It is about an Orthodox Jewish family who, um, like up until a few years ago were completely like fundamentalist Orthodox, like extreme Orthodox. They, um, you know, they were the type of people who, they don't read any of the news. They live in a community where they're not exposed to anything in an outside world. Like it, it is a fundamentalist community. Women have no rights. Um, men, like women don't even go to school. You have like basic school, but the purpose of a woman is to get married and have children. Girls get married at like ages 16 to 18 and then start having babies. It's, I, I despise these people. Like I, I really Orthodox Judaism, <laughs> especially that Orthodox. Ugh, I cannot stand it. It's just, it's, I, just, it's disgusting to me. I didn't realize that's how women were viewed in in that situation. Yeah, it's like any other religion where it's just so extreme, and whatever religion it is. They all hate each other, and yet they all believe the same things, that, like, women have no rights. So the show is about a family where the mom, like, finally just one day kind of, she's like, I'm over this, I'm done. And she leaves the community, and she has four Mm. children. And so it kind of, it's about her. So then she creates a shoe line. Um and her shoe line does really well and she becomes a creative director at this company and now she's the ceo of elite modeling which um so she's super rich she also remarried a man who's a billionaire so they nice yeah they live this incredible life where they have you know three-story penthouse in new york city they have a house in the hamptons she it's just like they went from four orthodox family to now the woman loves wearing like 
um, very revealing clothing because she feels like it is, she wants to go, let's just say the pendulum has swung the opposite direction. She's finding mm. her freedom. Mm. But, and I really enjoy her as a person, like watching her on TV because it's just so interesting. And What's the name of this show? Her, My Unorthodox Life. Hmm. It's really good. And I don't think I like it just because, you know, like I know about Orthodox Judaism. I just think it's anyone would enjoy it because you see someone break away from the extreme. But she still has like her youngest son is only I think he's like 15. And so he spends time in the Orthodox community still like he spends time with her ex-husband and so you still see like it's still in their lives and one of mm. her daughters is uh she's bisexual and so it's about nice. her figuring out her sexuality it's just a yeah. really good show i really enjoy it i i was gonna say can i binge it but it is netflix and that's that's why i have this disease so how <laughs> Yeah. I'll probably binge that one Saturday. Yep. It's really probably the good Saturday one. before. Have you started Ozark? No. Never oh, seen my God. You got to watch that one. The new season's coming out this month, and I'm, I'm ecstatic. Okay. I'll watch Ozark if you watch this. Yeah, I'll watch this. I mean, I'll binge it probably one day I'm off because I can't watch one episode and walk away. When it comes on Netflix, I just sit there. Even if I don't like the show that much, I have to finish it. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what's sad is that I, for some reason, binged what This is embarrassing to admit, but um, Selling Tampa, for some reason, <laughs> I got really into that show. And, like, I was always doing stuff. I was always, like, cleaning up. I would basically watch it every night. I was like washing dishes, but then I'd be like, I'll just sweep the floor and I'll do this. And my house would be sparkling, but I also like watched six episodes. Selling Tampa. Somebody else was talking about this and I just, I, I just laughed at the title, but apparently it's kind of popular because you're not the well, first person. Well, you know, they're heard, selling you know? Sunset. No, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really? know what that, I don't do reality show that much. If I yeah, do, I it's like, like I clearly have an issue old. with reality TV. A lot of people love it. I, I'm, it's you know, just I'm so. A, I can't think so, of the last one I like. It's actually. so easy to watch. That's the problem. It takes no brain power, which is also the scary part. <laughs> That's true. That's because I was I was in yeah. Flavor of Love when that was on. <laughs> so. mm. Well, Selling Sunset is about these people in LA who sell actually it's the Oppenheim group and their office is really close to where my parents live. My parents have said that they've gotten several um, flyers from them. Like, you want to sell your house, reach out to us, which is funny. Cause now I'm like, Oh, you guys should totally use that. <laughs> but, Don't worry about all my childhood memories. Well, I have no memories in that house, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> The all the real estate agents in that show are like very tiny, blonde, 
LA. Well, tiny as in skinny. They're all like very tall, tiny, skinny people with fake boobs. <laughs> okay. And yeah, it's, and then they sell, you know, houses that are like between $6 million to $15 million. So it's kind of fun to watch because you see these people's houses that are just insane. Mm. But then selling Sunset or selling Tampa, I mean, is a group of women. It is a black woman who started like the first black real estate group in Tampa. And it's all black women. And they're like trying to make a name for themselves. And I don't know, for some reason I like it because it's like a in Tampa? power mm-hmm, <laughs> in Tampa. Yeah. That's a hard sell. I like the characters. And by characters, I mean like real life real estate agents that are <laughs> in selling Tampa though. I like them more than selling Sunset. It's, Anyways, it's... that's enough <laughs> for me. Now it's it's amazing to see you talk about reality shows. I can see the the real love there. I know it's really sad. And just to finish up our reality TV oh, series. Yeah. Okay. Um this season may break me of Bachelor. Break you in what way? Like I'm watching I may it? Not, I may stop watching it. I say that. Wow. I probably won't, but I've never said that before. Is that bad? Yeah. Ouch. It really is. It's just like we've seen this <laughs> this before. The guy. You can say that every year. <laughs> there, but uh, the last couple it's... of seasons, there's actually been some diversity and some interest. Like some, you know, people are different than the normal yeah. people. This is like classic Midwestern football player. White guy. Loves his mama. Loves his mama. Mm -hmm. Of course. America's sweetheart. (laughs) Classic. They tried to go another route, Colette, and it was a scandal. (laughs) They're not, they're just like, you know what? Let's just do what we do. (laughs) Yeah. We gave him a black one and that it went to hell. Got people fired. Yeah, we're just going to stick to the formula. Yeah, seriously. They'll do a gay one soon. I guarantee you that. I don't know if they will. When the ratings drop. they will. <laughs> ratings but drop. They, they'll bring them back. They are clearly, their audience is like, their main audience is, I think, middle-aged white women, which, what does that say about myself? Does that say that I'm <laughs> like almost middle-aged? Because that's scary. You've um, given up. <laughs> but clearly it's like they know I don't know Bachelor Nation wants the America's sweetheart and nothing different which I don't think is true mm. but you should write an email a strongly worded email to them yeah I should you're right speaking of reality show this leads me to just something interesting. We haven't talked since Kanye bought a house across the street from Kim. Um, <laughs> you're a woman. Let's say, well, obviously, hypothetically, you, you divorce, but you have kids with him. And he buys a house right across the street. Are you freaked out? Is it romantic? 
I How mean, do you feel? knowing men, she probably wanted him. Mm. They're a very strange family. Also, did you know? You know how they had their big like twenty year. We've done twenty seasons. We're done. We're over this. We're ready to move on with our lives. Who? The Kardashians. You know how they it was on for twenty past- years. It was on for twenty seasons. Oh, I was about to I say. I say it was like maybe fifteen years. That's God. That's still so long. Yeah, it was on <laughs> a really long time. Wow. Um. So they released on January first that they're coming back, but on their own channel now. So. <laughs> they did this whole thing about how the Kardashians, they're done with reality TV, when really it was just because they wanted to leave E! and start their own channel, which they're doing. Wow. I don't even remember how they're doing it, too, but... It's going to be mm-hmm. probably their best season yet when you think of all the shit going on in their family right now. Talk about <laughs> capitalizing. What else is going on in their family? Well, Chloe... Chloe can't keep a man from cheating on her. Kylie's husband or boyfriend or baby daddy is responsible for 10 people's death. Kim's getting a divorce. She's banging a comedian. It's, just, mm, true. it's a lot. It's a, it's a season full of crap. Those girls know how to keep it real. Yeah, that, that they, know they do. They keep ratings up. That they do. Well, Kanye bounced back. He's with Julia Fox now. So that's good for him. I don't know who right. that is. I need to she was in Uncut Gems. Mm. Yo. That's all um, that I've seen her in. Julia yeah, Fox. Mm-hmm. Uncut Gems. Yeah, I don't know her. So she's an actress. That she is. What is Uncut Gems? A movie or a show? Yeah, it's a movie with Adam Sandler. It's a real good movie. He plays like a guy addicted to gambling. and It's a good movie. I never saw that. I wanted to see it. It was a good movie? No, it was good. It was good. He's he's a better dramatic actor. Because I never laugh at anything he says. But I like him when he's serious. And she was in the movie with him. And she is, uh, she's a lovely, lovely young lady. I clean that up um, a lot. So, okay. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. her up. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, knowing Kim, I say that like I should know her. Knowing Kim Kardashian. <laughs> knowing my friend Kim. The way that they work, they have weird relationships with I don't know. They're weird. They're very strange people. Now, maybe mm-hmm. she likes that he's living across the street. You know, That's... I feel like a lot of people do that. Okay, this girl's Divorce very people? curvy. She's got, like, a lot of curves. Oh, I... I guess makes sense, because... I... You know what? I'd only seen her eyes. I hadn't even seen a full body shot, so I'm not really sure if you're telling the truth. <laughs> I'll research it when we're done. But I'm not sure. I've only seen her face. Only seen her face in the film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reminds me. Good kid. She reminds me of the model um, who's like known. 
name. She's bigger. She's pregnant with like twins right now. And she's very, very large. She's I mean that in big? the nicest way. I don't know her. She is a plus size model. Ashley Graham? Yes. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I remember hearing her name. Yeah. She's, mm. she's very beautiful. She's also very large. Like, mm-hmm. just a mm-hmm. big-boned woman. Yeah, but that's, that's a safe she, way to say it. Yeah, and that's how she, like, her whole podcast is about being happy in her own skin. Well, that's good. That's like positive. She, yeah, she really focuses on that. Well, good but for good her. Good for Kim and good for Kanye. Very good for Kanye. Always landed on top. I wonder how his mental health is. <laughs> Who cares? His last album was good. We don't care how he's doing as a person. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing as a person, Will? How um, mental health? Uh, you know, it's shaky as always, but um, <laughs> but I'm I'm not gonna complain. I'm doing better than a lot. Well, that's true. Um, speaking of, I read this like very very sad, disturbing um story out of Cobb County this week, which this happened years ago, back in like 2016. This girl really understand how it happened but basically she was waiting for her mom to pick her up a boy came over to her that she like knew and I guess liked convinced her to go into there was like a film room or something and then I guess forced her to give him head and so then the next day she was really distraught about it and she told a teacher And she ended up getting suspended, and the county, like, the way it was handled, the school, um, whoever, I don't know if it was the first person she told or the person who just, who interviewed her, he basically Mm -hmm. asked her why she didn't bite his penis, like, as a defense mechanism. But the whole thing is about how you know, in high school, like, it's not, there's a lot of sexual assault, and it's um, not handled well, and oftentimes the victim is victimized, and it's just like, it's not a safe place for girls to come forward and report these kinds of things, Mm. Um, and it was a white boy and a black girl, so like, then there was that part on top of it, but I guess the ACLU is bringing it to the Supreme Court um, for her rights because the girl, it was just, like, clearly a hot mess how it was handled. But it just made me wow. so I, I hadn't heard this story. I hadn't either. I, and like I said, it happened back in 2016. So, but I'm still surprised that I, you know, it didn't ring a bell. And the girl was so, like, she was completely, I guess the school had, like, a hearing where they had her tell her story and him tell his story um, in front of each other, which is really sad and 
traumatic. And she was like teased and called a slut. And it, she was so just torn apart in her own school. Not only did she have to end up leaving her school, she ended up having, her parents left the county entirely because mm. when she moved to a separate school, like the drama followed her and people in the new school, everyone knew apparently. And she be, her parents talked about how she was like a straight A student who was happy and social. And after this whole thing happened, she just like her, her dad said apparently that there was one day he had to bring her into his office when he was on a meeting because he was so afraid she was going to try and take her own life. How sad is that? Extremely. I, damn. I know. Horrible. Wow, I can't believe that slipped by me. But then in the last four or five years, there's been a lot of other stuff they've talked about more. That is an extremely yeah, I, sad I story, a though. I feeling like that was something probably that Cobb County did a lot to try and not over-publicize. Mm. Because the way the school handled it was terrible. Like, just horrible. And Well, you, know, yeah. Definitely shouldn't bring the victim in front of their accuser and make them talk. Right. Or that is as terrible in itself. The response of like an adult to say to a 16-year-old girl, why, you know, well, why didn't you bite his penis if you didn't want to do it? Basically, everyone was saying that she, she did it because she wanted to do it. Mm. I know. Don't want to end on a sad note, but I did <laughs> want to tell you that story. I will. I will research that and see where it yep. stands in the courts because that it's sad, but it's interesting to me how it got buried so far down. Because I'm yeah, normally pretty good about stories. The ACLU is. I like happened to be on their website looking up something else. And um, then came across this story, and it kind of caught my eye because it was out of Cobb County. Hmm. And, you know, I work with schools a lot now, and I work with Cobb County schools, like, a pretty good amount. So I was like, what? And then I was just whew, disturbed. But anyways, hmm. we hmm. should wrap this, this up. Yeah. Not know. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great way to go into a Friday. Woohoo! Right. <laughs> also, before um, we go, don't watch The Matrix. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, I've been planning on it. Also, don't waste your time on the Sex and the City um, reboot. <laughs> I can't even think of what it's called. It's Us Again or something like that. I can't even think of and what it's called. Like and just like that, you forgot the name. <laughs> yep. Um, it's not good. Have you watched it? No, no. Okay, you never. just know the name. No, never gonna happen. Yeah, well, it's. I would tell you to do it if it was worth it, but it's not. Mm, not from that review. I think I told you that last time, actually. Remember? You did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe that was last year, though. That was last year. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a year ago. Don't worry about it. Thanks. Thanks, Will. Yeah. I appreciate that. No problem. Oh, I'm gonna just go cry now. <laughs>